the thing is, I feel like we can't really talk about that that much because I don't date. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> but I think it would be interesting to, to hear like your perspective as well on that, you know? Cool. Hello, <laughs> welcome to the Small Talk Podcast, episode seven. Today, I'm really excited. Um, we have, I have a guest here who's going to talk about something I think is really interesting. The other podcasts haven't really had a plan, so it's nice to have a like mm -hmm. real content point. Yeah. Uh, Ila, you want to introduce yourself? Oh yeah, so should I look into the camera? Okay, so I'm Ila, I'm 23 years old and I moved to Berlin last year in March. Um, I moved here for a job, I don't know if I should yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I moved here for a job, which I got laid off on uh, in December. Nice. And now I'm just living life. I'm trying to pick up things that I like to do, content creation, helping band, for example. Yeah, Ila is um, definitely one of my coolest friends. Um, oh. We connected on social media because I needed help with my crappy social media. Ila makes really, really cool content, so uh, definitely check that out. And... Yeah, now we uh, now we make some stuff together. Like yeah. our last project was AfroList, which is a really really beautifully designed like list every week of um, of cool music in Berlin. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to um, tell the people? What else? What I like to do? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, I like to go thrifting. I feel like that's my thing. <laughs> you know, going to the flea markets every Sunday, mm -hmm. going on Vinted. I love finding a good deal. Cool. Fashion. Yeah. And. Today, what we're going to talk about is something that I talk about with a lot of my friends, but not, not in such a conscious way. Um, I wanted to ask Ila today what it's like to be a, to come to Europe, but have immigrant parents. parents. Yeah. So like what it's like to be second generation in, um, in another country. Mm -hmm. Ready? Yeah, let's go. Cool. And uh, okay, so first, can you tell us like uh, uh, your family's history? Like where are you guys? Yeah, so uh, I'm Chinese and Dutch. So I grew up in the Netherlands, but my parents are from China. Um, they moved there like 30 years ago, I think. So yeah, I was born there, raised there. I did live in China for like two or three years when I was younger, but then I moved back again. Um, so yeah, that's my family situation. Okay. And if in like just one word you could describe what it's like to be say second generation, what, um, what would that one word be? One word. One word. Oh shit. Um, maybe confusing. <laughs> like for, okay, wait, when I was younger, it was very confusing, you know, mm -hmm. because you're kind of stuck in between two different cultures as well. Right. That's why I think it's so interesting. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I would say confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you speak Chinese with your parents? Yeah. So, I mean, my Chinese, we speak Mandarin at home. It isn't fluent, but I just speak like the basics, you know, because I only speak Chinese with my parents and family. Yeah. So family, family. Chinese. Yeah. 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 Basically. Like with really specific topics. I guess, so. Yeah. So uh, my vocabulary isn't that expanded, but oh. yeah, Okay. I can survive. And uh, is there anything like about Chinese parents in specific that you uh, that you think is worth um, strict? Okay. <laughs> Very into academics. Um, I don't know if this is like specifically for the region my parents are from, but it's a lot of like showing off. You know, they uh, like to show off like their kids, their wealth, okay. da da da. Um, and also, I mean, yeah, family is very important as well in Chinese culture um, and food. I think one thing as well is 
because I've spoken to my friends about it as well. One thing um, about Chinese families or Chinese um, culture is we don't really talk about emotions that much. So yeah, yeah. I think that's the gist of it. I, I think that, that there's a lot, of, lot in common between um, Asian culture and African culture. Mm -hmm. There's definitely lots and lots of things that are different. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, like the, not talking about emotions, I think that's a very, very African thing as well. Yeah. Um, and my, yeah, in general, I think that African men, especially, they have this very, um, yeah, like be strong, don't, you can't tolerate any weakness in your kids. Like it, it's pretty African to hit your kids. Um, I that, that's changing mm -hmm. a little bit, but um, <clears throat> yeah, this like tough male pers yeah. persona and then also very like, womanly woman persona so like women don't work women you know clean cook stay home raise kids um yeah my dad he uh he told me that the his relationship with his dad is so so like he basically never had a conversation with his dad as a child mm -hmm. his dad had kids he had my dad has five brothers or something and um and he had kids because the kids can help around the house and help on the farm yeah and uh, and every night, um, his my dad's mom, my grandma, she would cook, and then my dad, my grandfather, he would come home, he would like my grandma would serve food for him, he would eat, he would leave, and then the kids were allowed to come and eat. Oh wow! So they were so like they were so separate, oh, and wow. and my dad. So when I was young, I think that it was very very difficult for my dad to like to pick up then the Western culture that my mom was part of. Like and mix that with his the way that he was raised, mm -hmm. and I'm really really grateful because now he has um, he's changed so much. He's mm -hmm. very open minded. He's very um, and and as a kid, I never realized like what where he was coming from. I was just frustrated by yeah. these things, you know. Yeah. Um, and that, that's why I think that this is so interesting because it's also probably once you start to talk about these these things and realize them, then you have a lot more sympathy for your parents. Like yeah. when your kid is just annoying. And and then as as I've gotten older and I've gotten to know my dad more, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm actually really like grateful and impressed for yeah. who he is now. Uh, and um, he he also now has like, he's now trying to strengthen his relationship with his his brothers a mm -hmm. lot, because the way that because the effect of their dad like having this you know basically military relationship with them was that they also never like really they never trusted themselves to be vulnerable or yeah. honest with each other and um yeah so so that's yeah i feel like um in a lot of like non-caucasian yeah. families it's the same you know because i always okay i don't know if that's just me but i feel like i relate better with people of color yeah. just because we kind of even though we didn't grow up the same, but there are similarities, exactly that, yeah. you know? Yeah, they understand what it's like to be... Yeah, because, yeah. for example, during high school, I had a lot of white friends. Okay. And I feel like, like, on a certain level, we couldn't relate anymore, you know? Okay. And even with things like, um, if you would have trouble with your parents and you would talk about it, they would be like, oh, just, why don't you just tell them or something like that? But it's, it's hard, you know? Okay. It's not just as, like that easy to talk to them about certain type of things for sure for sure so. I, I can imagine exactly what you mean yeah. yeah and i really wanted to ask that like in your social life do you now spend more time with other people who you feel like have shared perspective mm -hmm. or do you still have mostly white friends no i would say because i grew up um in a small town in the netherlands there were there weren't that many pocs so it's what labels mostly white people in my high school so that's what i was surrounded by and you know that's what i was used to but then when i got older i did meet like 
people from different cultures and stuff. So now I'm way more into having more diverse friend groups. Okay. I guess. And like before you went out into the world and you realized that there were probably all these other people who shared the perspective mm -hmm. that you had, like, how did you deal? Mm, I mean, I don't know. It was just what I was used to, so I didn't know any better, you yeah. know? Huh. I think that's the thing. Huh. And what, what effect do you think it had on like the way that you developed? Mm, I think, of course, uh, in a way, it's also like it changes how you view yourself. Because, for example, I, growing up, I only had girlfriends. And if we would go out, for example, or during high school, they would get boyfriends, da da da. And I would be like, okay, nice. <laughs> Okay, you said this at the beginning, you don't, I wanted to ask if your parents care who you date, like if yeah. they tell you you can only date a certain type of person. Yeah, like, they've told me before. Okay, explain. Yeah, so um, they've told me before they would prefer someone who's either Dutch or Chinese. So, <laughs> preferably Chinese, but um, they also know me and they know I do what I want to do and like they can tell me things, but I'm still going to do what I want to do, you know? So at this point, they're also like, yeah, but, you know, we know how you are. And if you would come home with someone else, then, mm -hmm. yeah, what are we going to do about it? Do you think, like, yeah, if you came home with somebody from India, how do you think they would feel? Um, I don't think, like, at the beginning, they wouldn't like it. But then there's that, the thing is, they can't do anything about it, you know? You like who you like. And at the end of the day, like, it's my life. Yeah. So, but, can they, but can they explain why they care? Yeah, so I think it's mostly about the cultural difference. And I mean, I do get it that they would prefer someone who's Chinese because that's just, it's easy, you know, they know the culture, you speak the same language. And for example, with the Dutch part, I also get it kind of because that's how we grew up and they speak Dutch. So they don't speak English, so it would be hard to. Okay. Okay, yeah, the lang yeah. language definitely, yeah. I can I can sympathize. It would be tough if yeah. you can't communicate. I think also it. mostly the cultural part, and yeah. Mm. yeah. But uh, my cousin is married to a Moroccan girl, so okay. I think he kind of paved the way for us. <laughs> and uh, and is, she, is she cool with your parents? With my parents? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're not that close to them. Okay. But yeah, she's cool. Okay. And they have kids together, two really cute kids. So. Wow. Yeah, I, this, yeah. This is this it, is where the grandparents come in and they're like, yeah, now we love you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to get to be uh, yeah. loving grandparents. And also, like, you can't fucking deny that when, like, that different immigrant mix mm -hmm. make the most, the most beautiful Mo kids. Yeah. For sure. Like, for sure. Yeah. So. Um, but I feel like they're also being glorified now, the mixed babies. That's uh, so. So I, I I had this this one thing written down in case we ran out of things to talk about. Do you ever feel like um, like I have one friend who's very concerned that people fetishize him. Mm -hmm. One black friend, and he's he's this is a big topic for him. Mm -hmm. Is feeling like people don't really get to know him. They just think that he's attractive because yeah. he's black. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. So like I said before, I don't really date, but I am on dating apps and. <laughs> there's no nice matches okay so okay um, okay you just haven't met the right person i see yeah and also i don't feel i just swipe when i'm bored but i don't feel inclined to actually go on a date you know i would rather spend that time with friends oh uh, yeah but maybe that's just me but yeah of course there is a part of me that thinks like okay so if i meet someone 
do they like me because I'm Asian or, you know? <laughs> and also, especially on dating apps, when it says anime, I'm like, yeah, no, K-pop, no. Okay, okay. Then, then you can definitely... That's kind of like a red flag to me, even though... Oh. I mean, I have friends who watch anime and they're cool, but still, okay. it feels weird. But know? it's just the, like, generally, you, yeah. you worry that somebody who, like, yeah, yeah somebody would, would, would I, I guess fetishize is the mm -hmm. word that way, because they've consumed the culture, but they don't actually really know what's inside, yeah. and they just like what's on the surface or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. How about I'm, you? Yeah, it's, that's interesting. I, I, I think a, a part of the reason I wanted to do this is because I'm dealing a lot now with my, like, realizing that I'm black. When I was young, I spent almost my whole life with my mom. Like, I was, I was really a mama's boy. I was always close to my mom. And I just thought I was white. Mm. Like, I'd never identified with being black until late in high school when I started playing basketball with other black people. And, uh, and then I would, like, go to their houses. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is what the fuck it means to be black. Like... Um, because you grew up in the US. I grew up in the US. I, I mean, I, I lived 10 years in, in Nigeria. Oh, yeah. Um, but I lived in like a compound full of scientists. Oh. Like my mom is a, is a plant scientist. She's, a, she, oh. she, yeah, she's like a farm scientist. And so everybody that I grew up with, there were people from everywhere for sure. But they were Africans and they were like Europeans, mm -hmm. basically. So like mostly white Europeans and then Africans. And the, what was cool was that there was a lot of like, there were a lot of relationships that were mixed that way mm -hmm. um but the culture was not like is nothing like being a black american um and i hadn't i just i didn't like i didn't it didn't compute i don't know what that yeah. was um and i still have like really funny memories about the first time i remember the first time like going over to like i would say my real black friend's house and uh and yeah just laughing about like the way that his his like his dad came in like so hot like at 11 o'clock in the morning like there wasn't really anything in his kitchen but he um but then one of his dad's friends came over and he like opened the opened the drawer with nothing else in the kitchen opened the drawer and there's like a bottle of hennessy what the fuck? <laughs> he parked his car on the lawn gets the hennessy rolls a joint starts smoking and then he starts talking about uh he started talking about how like he had for some reason he he had gotten a check in the mail that was for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so he was like trying to um, like figure out how he, how he cash it illegally. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, crazy. This is fucking like, this, this is, yeah. So different. <laughs> it was so, so much. Um, and um, so for me, like, because I've never really thought about myself as black in the sense that I'm like black and different from white people. I've never, I've never worried about being fetishized because it never occurred to me that people might like me because I'm black. Mm -hmm. And I also like, I've realized that even if people at first look at me and think that I'm black, as soon as I talk, like, you know, it's gone. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's, is it the same in the Netherlands? Like, for, for, so for me, for example, in the US, if I'm, if we get pulled over by the police, um, and I'm with my black friends. Mm -hmm. As soon as I talk, like the police are way calmer. Really? For, way calmer. Way, way, way calmer. As soon as I like, there's been many, many times when we've gotten in trouble, and I'm just like, wait, I'll just talk to the cops. Mm -hmm. And I talk, and uh, and just because I, I don't know, just because I'm white on the inside, like they 
you know, we understand each other and it's okay. Like we've, I've never been, never really been fucked with by the cops. But I have seen like, when I was in the backseat, for example, and my black friends got pulled over, how they got treated by the cops. And I was like, oh my God, this is fucking, yeah. this is bad. But it's also, it was also like, they were, it was, it was like watching two people speak a completely fucking different language. And as bad as it is that what happens there is that often like the cops use violence or things like this. Mm -hmm. I can also understand how both people fucking don't understand what the other person is saying. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, the, the time that I remember my friend got pulled over and the, and the, the cop was like, um, yeah, can you show me your, um, your identification, whatever? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and he was just, um, like he, he was so distracted and didn't really care that like the way he was okay. moving kind of, I could, I could tell like, okay, this, this is probably going to make this cop, you know, be suspicious. Be suspicious. Yeah. And then he like, he's like, oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. And he like goes to the glove compartment or whatever. And, uh, and the cop is like, can you hurry up? Like, please like yeah. don't waste my time. And, and it's just like, as a, as a white on the inside person, I see the way that white people deal with cops. Mm -hmm. And like, as a white person, when you get pulled over by a cop, usually like the, the people who, you know, the, the role models that I have, like my mom, they're like extremely like bam, bam, bam. Yeah. You know, you just like deal with it, get it over with. Um, and, and so already there was like this tension right from the beginning. Um, and yeah, I, and then, then, I think the cops smelled alcohol or something and made 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 my friend get out of the car and it was like just a really really ugly shitty situation and 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 um yeah and and my friend didn't know how to like explain like hey it's you know i'm i'm perfectly good like i'm calm he just immediately got mad as well like as soon as the cop was like he's like are you fucking joking like yeah. and then there's this you know then there's like this fire that's fire yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like in the Netherlands, I mean, I personally haven't experienced anything with the cops, but I've seen videos of people of color being treated badly. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 it happens everywhere. And and yeah. it's again, this but I like, think in the US, it's the worst for sure, because I see all the videos and stuff. For sure, it's the worst in the US in terms of like police brutality mm -hmm. against just a specific color of people. It's definitely the worst yeah. in the US. Um, and the, I think the U.S. also, in my opinion, has the strongest difference between like being culturally black and being culturally white. So in the U.S., I can pick up the phone and I immediately know the color of somebody's skin on the phone that, that I've by never talked to. And... By their voice, by the way they talk, their everything. Yeah. Um, and like the one thing that I realized the first time I went to the U.K. is that that's completely not like that. Like you, there are some people who like, there are still like black subcultures in mm -hmm. UK where you can hear this, but often you're like, you're wrong, you yeah. know? Um, and I, and I, it was also the first place, the first time I went to UK was the first place I saw like groups of black people and white people, like just going out together, like normally as I think the first time I saw like a, a big number of, uh, white guys dating black girls in the U S you almost never get that. Really? so weird you never get that it's so weird i don't know what's like the most common mix in couples you would say uh in the u.s it's like black athlete with white oh yeah instagram girl yeah that's the most common <laughs> yeah um but i feel like the u.s is actually pretty behind in terms of like just like a relaxed mix between the two mm -hmm. you know it's, there's always like some tension whereas here um the most common mix, I would say, is like a, um, uh, like a German, a middle-aged German woman with like a, a guy who just came from Africa. 
Really? In this neighborhood, for sure, yeah. In this neighborhood? Yeah, yeah. there's like oh, so I many of these like, like really, really cute little mixed kids. I wanted to say like um, old white men with young Asian women. Ah, that's definitely That's something you also see a lot. And that's, yeah, that's a, that's, it's like a German stereotype that like older German men, mm -hmm. if they, you know, they, maybe they don't feel like they're good with women or they, I don't know what it is, but they just like go to Asia. And, yeah, Philippines, yeah. Thailand. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a crazy world we live in. Yeah. Yeah, but you were so you were talking about how you're kind of like realizing that you're right from the inside but black from the outside and how people look at you. Yeah. How is that now here? One thing that I am grateful for here is that for the first time in my life I have black friends who are African. Okay. And black people from Africa have a completely different culture from black people from the US. Mm -hmm. And I understand that more like that I'm, I'm, I grew up with. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't like with my with my friends here who, who grew up in Africa, I, I don't see like a cultural difference. There's nothing about the way that they are that surprises me. And I feel like we get along really well. I really like them like. Mm. Um, but I still yeah, like there, there's there's a, like a black German subculture, which I think there's like a lot of levels of. There's like black German and German, like yeah. more German, and um, and they're just like German people, you know. But then there's like black German and black and feeling like fuck, I don't fit into German culture. Mm. That is another, I would say, like another uh, Afro-Deutsch subculture that I've that I've noticed, and that's like. And they're also like black Germans who I feel like don't fit in, feel like they fit in that much to German culture. They're also they're really influenced by like American hip hop, American fashion, American. So I like see a lot of similarities mm -hmm. with like black Americans there. Um, and that like me, I'm just I'm, I just don't care about fashion. I don't care about like there's a lot of it's kind of like a like a young urban thing. Yeah, I think it's more like your vibe. Yeah, I think so. I was gonna say too, like, like I everyone... think that's my vibe. Yeah, that's even that... when we were talking about um, Afro list. Yeah, when I was making the designs. Yeah, I, I think I was thinking more towards that type as yeah. well. You know. Yeah, well, like your age. Yeah, we're ten. Yeah, years the younger now. crowd, I guess. But uh, but do you think do you think like the reason you like black music, you like black culture so much, is because you feel like okay this black subculture also they feel my pa my pain or my discomfort or my confusion of coming or it's just because black people no, are, are cool i don't think so <laughs> it's because black people are sexy right no. it's just because black people no, are I, sexy i, I feel like because i just started listening to r&b and stuff and then that's just how i got into it i guess but you don't think i feel like the things that we like we think that we like them just because of what they are mm -hmm. but it's much more because of the culture that we are part of when we are in them you know like, and music is, is a really good example for me. Like, I think, you know, some people like metal, some people like yeah. disco, whatever. Um, but I don't, I don't know if that's because like, <clears throat> like, for example, there aren't that many people who grew up in Detroit listening, like listening to Motown and like seeing all of the like cool, stylish, sexy, black mm. culture, that's it. And then listen to metal, you know? And if it were just like how good metal music is, there would probably be as many there, but it's much more like it comes with the culture that you like. Mm. But you've never, you've never tried to do like Chinese stuff? Mm. I feel like 
not many people listen to Chinese music here, even in the Netherlands. I know. I feel like the closest thing that comes to Chinese stuff at the moment is like K-pop, you know. Uh-huh. But I'm not really into K-pop. I know. Okay. But, th- but that's- I've tried it. My friends are into it, but yeah. it's not really my vibe. Okay. I guess. Yeah, it's it's kind of like corny. Hmm. Mm. No, I wouldn't say so. It's not corny. What is it then? What do you like? It's just not my vibe. It's mm. I like R and B. I like yeah. that type of stuff. You know, sexy music. I guess. <laughs> um, why? Why do you think that is? That like, black culture produces this, like this type of music, and Asian culture produces like hip hop. How should I know? I don't know. It's like I really don't know. Yeah, but that's really like. I mean, this is a... But I know, um, of course, in China and in Korea as well, they also have their own R and B stuff. Yeah, so. I've heard some of it. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like, but when <laughs> the stereotypes are so strong. But if I see like a Korean person singing R and B, it makes me laugh a little bit. Also, when I see a Deutsch, like a German guy rapping, it also makes me laugh. Really? A little bit. Like, and there's, I mean, the, the hype for Deutsch rap is huge mm-hmm. now. But I always think like, like I grew up watching like Biggie Smalls, mm. Tupac, um, uh, The Far but Side. You, but yeah. you say you laugh, but do you think you're laughing because you feel like it's not for them or is it more like... No, I'm laughing because, I'm laughing because, for one thing, because the like, uh, the level, like Germans can't rap like Americans could in the 90s. Still not. I, and I think this is like, I don't know if people would argue with me, but I think that this is the the like the level of '90s U.S. rappers is something that German people definitely aspire to. And now that the culture is going, there's like lots and lots and lots more people rapping, 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 and they'll get better and better and better mm. as a country. But right now, it's like a lot of it. It's just it sounds stiffer. It's not as like it's not as smooth. Mm. That's my- yeah, but maybe they're not trying to get into that level i guess yeah they're trying it's to do just, something it's their own cool, thing you for know? sure for sure because that's... for example you've also got like dutch rap dutch r&b which sounds a bit different to american rap r&b i guess i've, ne- I've never heard it yeah there's a few cool artists i mean i can't name them right now <laughs> but i'll show you cool, yeah, after yeah. this i definitely want to see yeah. that um yeah okay um you know i'm really interested in um how you are in the dating field, I guess. Oh. Because do you feel fetishized? Oh, I, I never answered that question before. I no, I don't feel fetishized at all. Yeah. But I'm I'm also very not aware of things. Mm-hmm. So like people tell me, for example, that I when I when I go places, people stare at me. Mm-hmm. I guess because I'm big, maybe because I'm black, and I don't notice at all like really completely oblivious i don't notice that at all Maybe you're too tall you don't see them i don't know i think i'm just like i just don't have the eyes for it so a lot of like there have been some times when i was with my friend who is very worried that he's fetishized mm-hmm. and we've like had interaction with complete strangers at a festival for example and he's like those guys are so racist and i was like oh. I had, like I completely didn't pick up on that. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, how how were they racist? What? How? In what way were they racist? Um, they, this this time that I'm remembering, they didn't really do anything. It was just their like. 
their body language that made my friends feel like they were like classic racist Germans. Um, yeah. Um, do you do you feel like when you like when you go to hip hop parties, do you like fit in? Do you feel like you stand out? Mm, yeah, I mean, of course, there's I'm Asian. I'm gonna stand out. But but you're like you think about that. Um, like fuck, I'm Asian. I don't like I don't go to party and think oh I'm Asian, but <laughs> <laughs> I do. Of course, I look around and I see there's not many many Asians or at all, you know, any Asians at all. So yeah. of course I do realize it, but yeah. it's not like holding me back or yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, when you go to like a party and it's all white people, are you like, it's so awkward. I mean, so uh, when I was living in my hometown, mm. I would sometimes go out with my friends just to uh, not, a cl not even a club, like a pub, I guess. Yeah. And there would only be white people, you know, yeah. and it's always so awkward. And also, um, for example, in the Netherlands, we have this holiday, this party for a week. It's called Carnival. Oh. I don't I think they also have it here. I'm not sure. Mm -mm. But it's just a week uh, where people dress up, drink beer, mm -hmm. go party. Oh, they have it in the south of Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like my friends would uh, celebrate Carnival every year and I would go with them. But I would always feel so awkward oh. because I feel like every time I would go, there would be like one uh, person being a racist, you know, towards <laughs> me. Especially the last time with Carnival, I went out. Um, it was the week, I think, Corona, <laughs> COVID came to the Netherlands. And there were like, I think there were like two guys, um, yeah, being racist towards me. So okay. I was like, after that, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm done with this shit. Yeah. And they, um, if you don't mind me asking, like, what, what do they do? Just like name calling okay. and not like physically being. Yeah, but... for sure. Yeah, yeah it's always just name calling, I guess. That's really shitty. Especially, yeah, yeah like drunk white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even only white people, though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really like going out in small Dutch towns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also the music isn't that good. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. It, it's. it's... I, when I'm in a room full of white people, I don't really think about it mm -hmm. because because um, I'm white on the inside yeah. and because I spent most of my life around only white people. I didn't have the same like top, like the, the meta awareness mm -hmm. of it. Um, but if I'm in a room full of black people, I realize that. Mm. Um, not in a bad way, but just um, like, I, I guess because it's more unusual for me than being yeah. in a room full of white people. Um, also in like work, I work in tech mm -hmm. and it's basically I just deal with white people day in, day out, all day, all night. Um, in Oregon where like I lived with my mom, it's only white people mostly. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, I forgot what I was talking about. Uh, so maybe I can jump into this, but okay. I feel like... Um, when I'm only surrounded by white people, I don't feel weird. Uh, like when, it's, especially if it's like in a um, work, work setting, yeah. yeah, it feels very normal to me. But yeah. but that is that's also very like because that's also what I grew up with, you yeah. know. So it's not weird to me. But I feel like when I'm only surrounded by white people my age at a specific setting in a at a party, for example, I do feel a bit like an yeah. outcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I think I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And it's it's weird that our brains like they get used to that in certain mm -hmm. contexts. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Huh. 
any other topics. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that I do, but I, I'm just trying to like take it the things that you said. Um, is there anything else that we should really talk about? Mm, let me see what I wrote down. To pester you with questions. Ooh, uh, I, I told a friend that, that I was going to ask you about like what it's like to be a second generation immigrant. And he asked me, like, what kind of rules did your parents have for you growing up? Rules? Um, I mean, no phone by this time. Like, okay. I think basic stuff. But I do feel like my parents were way stricter with me than with, yeah. like, uh, my other friends, you know? The parents of my other friends, they were way more chill. Right, but that's exactly what I mean. Oh, that's what right? you mean. And, and that's, that's the thing, like, when you say, like, I'm sure this stuff's normal, yeah. I think if you... It takes a long time to realize that some things that happened at home were, like, not everybody went through them, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, and that's... that's this This is... It's crazy in general, like, how kids... Imagine you, like, move 50 years ago to a country completely across the world, mm -hmm. um, and everybody that you know is a certain way, they, like, understand those culture, everything, and then you go and you have kids, mm -hmm. and your kids, like, are a complete... They're, like, a different species. Yeah, basically. Right? Um, I think that's something I struggled with a lot growing up, because yeah. I always felt like my parents didn't totally understand me, you know? For sure. Sure Which is. makes sense, and I don't blame them. But yeah. when I was younger, when I was still living at home, I would, I would get annoyed by things really quickly. Yeah. 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 And you have the perspective of like how your friends yeah. are at home, or like yeah. you go and you visit your friends' families, mm -hmm. and and yeah. I mean, and even for example, during uh, high school, when my friends would have sleepover, they would yeah. invite me, yeah. but I couldn't go, even though it was only girls. But my mom was like, "Yeah, no, oh. you're not going." See, well, there's a rule. Like, like that's yeah, a... things like that, and also just. With going out, oh, you have to be at home by this time, you know. But I do feel like my parents were way less strict with my brother. Like, he's one year younger than me. Okay. So I also noticed a difference between how they raised me and him. Okay. Um, I mean, do you, do you feel like your parents, they're becoming more open-minded with time? Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. that's cool. I also think that I understand their perspective more, you know. Okay. So That's, I think it's a mutual thing. Yeah. For for me, like when I was when I was like fifteen, my dad I didn't talk to my dad that much. Mm -hmm. And he would basically just call me if I did something wrong. <clears throat> so I would fuck up in school and I was in boarding school oh. and then he would call me and he would just start telling me like how what I need to do. Mm -hmm. He's like, You need to get better in school, you need to this, this, this and I would just like put the phone down. And I would go do something else. And he would talk, talk, talk. And he wouldn't even realize that oh I took the phone down. He was like, so, and that's the thing. There was so, like, the communication was not two-way mm -hmm. at all. You know, yeah. and that's the, and now I see that, that's, that his dad was like that. Mm -hmm. And that's the only, that was his only school book about how to be a parent. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why I'm so grateful that now he's completely the opposite. Mm -hmm. Like, now my dad, he, he, um, we're much more eye to eye. And sometimes he says, like, such out-of-line shit. Um, he, like, he will, um, we were in New Orleans, and he saw, like, a, a guy dressed, like, in some really tight, like, purple clothes. You know, and he was like, oh, man, shame on that guy, or something like this. And I was like, Dad. You can't say that. Like, 
<laughs> and uh, and he's like. He's but does like, he say it out loud or only to you? For sh- uh, no, to me, to, to me, you. to me. And and my sister blows up. Like my sister immediately blows up. But I'm like, Dad, like just think a little bit about. Like, I mean, I I try to be more like, Hey, Dad, it's not, it's not. Like it's actually a lovely form of self-expression for this person. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, like the fact that you are affected by how somebody else wants to dress yeah. is ridiculous, you know. And uh, and he, my dad, is now like he's like, yeah, I know you're completely right. Um, it's just that I've like I've been surrounded by this my entire life, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to drop it. So I know I'm wrong. My dad's like, I know I'm wrong. Yeah, you but that's right. good. Yeah, um, and that's what I mean. That's why I'm so grateful for for how. How much my dad has changed just by being exposed to other people but my dad also is really really social and i think that makes a big difference yeah so like wherever my dad goes he just like makes friends with whoever's there <laughs> my dad my dad all of his friends are like 80 year old white guys because <laughs> he plays tennis with them oh like, he goes to the tennis court like meets old all these 80 year old white guys and he's just like every day he has a gang yeah he's <laughs> like he's always like scheduling you know when they're gonna meet at the tennis court yeah. all these old white guys in flint michigan like him wow so yeah this this yeah people people do change which is cool um but it takes probably like, it takes a lot of time it takes like a reason to change i think yeah. it takes it takes like i think it takes being surrounded by positive role models about a way that you could be you know before you realize um yeah and obviously it takes like love and patience and everything yeah yeah I how long this was it's pretty short i feel like we like zoomed through some fucking topics yeah. um do you have anything else you want to share do you have anything else you want to ask me do you want to hey maybe something like like you know basically things that like the way that you want to be treated kind of i think this is a big thing because for me for me, I, I I'm oblivious about a lot of the like the things that bother my friends who are who who don't feel like they fit into the society, you know. And so I don't really have like like even if somebody comes up to me and does something like a like pretty overtly racist, I usually have some sympathy where I'm like. I don't know. It just doesn't like. It doesn't. It doesn't. Doesn't. It doesn't make me mad. It makes me more like maybe I don't really want to talk to this person, or like, or I might say like, hey, I don't think that's you know. I don't think that you realize the effect that what you're saying could have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but do you do you have do you have general guidelines for like for people out there who, for example, like if somebody thinks you're cute. Even though you don't date, somebody thinks you're cute, and they want to like come up and and talk to you, like. I think so. Do? One of the things is when people ask you where you're from, you know. Okay. I don't know if you experience that. Uh huh. But when people ask you like, "Oh, where are you from?" and you're like from the Netherlands, but yeah. then they're like, "Oh, but no, like, where are you actually from?" You know. Okay. I think that's like it's a normal question, but not a question you should ask immediately you know because i've had that before not just like dating wise but just in general okay and i think that's kind of weird because i mean you you don't even know my name yeah and you're already asking where i'm from like very good point very good point yeah and i'm also like i I really like i really like asking you specifically questions because i feel like you're pretty like you think a lot 
You're quiet and kind of reserved. Me, I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. And you're like th I, thinking. But that's, I think that's the way I am with certain people, you know, because okay. I feel like, because you talk a lot. I'm just, I like listening to you, you know, because you talk a lot. But for example, with my friends, I do talk a lot as well. Okay. So I think it's different with everyone. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to see, like, to see that side of you. To go to a, yeah. where is, where are you at your loudest? With my friends. Like at the coffee shop or? No, I mean, yeah, it could be, but just when we're out or okay. at home, chilling, calling, FaceTiming. And you said you never go on dates. No, I don't. Ever. Uh, have you, you've been on a date before? No, never. Never in yeah. your life. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I know. I'm 23. No, no, that's, that's fine. But I was going to say, yeah, just... Um... But I just, I feel like I never meet someone I want to go on a date with. Yeah. And also... Yeah, I, I like I'm on dating apps, but I don't really like dating apps. So yeah, yeah they're really, really not. Fun. Do, but do you ever see people in real life who you're interested in? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna go up to them, you know. Oh that's my not God. something. We have to have I a talk. Do. We have to have a talk after. Yeah. We have to have a talk after. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I. I feel like I try to romanticize everything. I'm like, yeah, I just want someone to come up to me at a coffee shop or something, you oh, know? Yeah. yeah. Things like that. Then. Yeah. yeah. I would say try to take your happiness into your own hands more, you know, like for me, the idea of liking something, but then hoping is like, like that's a strategy. Useless. For... <laughs> yeah. You're just going to be, yeah, yeah, going to be her all the time. I mean, hurt. No. Yeah, I know. But like, you're, you're never going to know what could have yeah. been. True. And also, but the, I feel like I'm super shy with things like that. Like, it's so scary to just go up to someone, even though if it's just like in a friendly way, yeah. I don't care. I'll go up to people. But if it's like someone I like, I'm not gonna do that. Like... Yeah, <laughs> like I won't be able to function when I talk to you. You know. <laughs> what, what do you do when you like if you if you have to order a coffee and you like the person you like the barista? Oh, I'll just order a coffee. Like, like I'm not gonna slap and yeah, just okay, you're not nothing. Gonna... No, nothing. I'm not like that. But is it because you don't want to make them uncomfortable or because you're afraid? No, because I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid and also I'm just, no, I'm just like super shy about that, I okay. think. Okay. Yeah. But but then like, should we say to the world out there like, hey, if, if people like you or people like, I don't know, other people, do you think, do you, do you want people to come and talk to you? Yeah. <laughs> I want them to make the first step. Okay, but but nobody annoying, right? Yeah, nobody annoying. Nobody annoying, yeah. right? But th like, that's the thing. Like, how you know? People, I think people can't know. I know. Would you? Okay, here's the thing. If if you could flip a switch, where it's like yeah. everybody who liked you came and talked to you, or nobody who liked you came and talked to you, which which what direction would you flip that switch? No, I would say everybody. Everybody, okay. Yeah, because I like socializing, that's the thing. Okay. So I like talking to people, okay. you know? And you feel comfortable telling people who you don't like, like, hey, I'm not interested, fuck off. Yeah. Cool. That's a, that's a, that's a good skill. I, I, I'm, I love socializing with people and I would also flip the switch like everybody, but I'm also very... You'll keep the conversation going. I'll you just sit there and talk to, to shut somebody. It off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to work on that. No, honestly, yeah, me too. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel very bad when I feel like I'm hurting people's feelings. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. Luckily, most of the time when I hurt people's feelings, I don't know. <laughs> Oblivious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's, uh, somebody told me yesterday, I mean, Leland in the podcast told me that I, 
I constantly do this to people where I get really excited to see somebody and then the next person I just completely ignore. Really? Um, and yeah, and, and then, and I was like, nah, I don't do that. And then yesterday, somebody told me exactly the same thing. And I was like, oh, fuck. Um, and then I was talking to somebody and she was like, yeah, the first time I met you, you were really rude. And I was oh. like, oh, fuck, No, it's the true. first time I met you, I was like, oh my God, he's so nice. <laughs> I, no, I'm going to like be so honest with you right now because we had the FaceTime call, you know, and I just told my friends like, oh my God, he's so nice. And we're going to grab a coffee on Saturday. Da, da, da. Nice. Yeah, cool. I just really like your vibes. Team Ben's man. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. And that's, that's like this thing about... You know, you, you, do you wait? Do you think about how people um, perceive you? Um, luckily, not that much. Mm. Mm. When things are bad, sometimes, and if, for example, I have to walk in front of a big group of people, then I get a little bit self-conscious mm -hmm. if I feel like people are looking at me. For example, yeah. if I if I performing or if I'm this this one specific thing used to happen like playing basketball I would have to like walk in front of the whole crowd you know and that that just that experience made me really self-conscious um, I think that's nerve-wracking for yeah. everyone yeah okay yeah. Yeah. um but but normally I don't I'm not when I'm talking to somebody I'm not thinking about how they perceive me like I'm mm -hmm. just in my thing just blah blah blah, blah. But thanks for saying that I'm nice that's yeah cool. I feel like everyone says that though <laughs> the, to me that I'm nice yeah I mean, because, except this person so, yesterday who was like, oh, you were, you were <laughs> No, but famous. okay, let's say I didn't know you and I just looked at your Instagram. I would be like, oh my God, this guy has a great vibe. I want to be okay. friends with him, okay. you know? Okay. That's just what you're yeah. radiating. That's, that's how your generation like figures out if people are nice anyway. It's like, oh, yeah, hold on, let me just check. <laughs> let me get, do a quick vibe check. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but uh, the, like, if you want everybody to come talk to you, you know, there's so many people who aren't gonna have any idea whether they're annoying or not. Yeah. And uh, and this is so hard. Like it's so yeah. hard. And this is why I'm like, at the end, only that other person is gonna be able to decide whether you guys vibe or not. Yeah. Um, and so fucking try. That's like, you know, it's that's too a, scary. Yeah, it's it is scary, but but it's but also especially the, if they seem really cool, you know. Uh, but the thing that you don't know yet is like the light at the end of the tunnel, where then the other person likes you, and then you feel like. It's the best day of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that small validation can be so yeah. nice. Um, and then the world also gets more like, you're like, oh shit, there's so many nice people out there, actually. Mm -hmm. I think that's a nice thing to realize. There's so many nice people out there. Yeah, there is. I, um, I wonder, is there, is there, um, I, I like to like ask people questions at the end, like, hey, oh, if, <laughs> But I don't have any questions. Um, is there anything that, like, okay, if you could ask, if you could, like, do one, like, uh, survey now for the people after having listened to our conversation, what uh, what would you ask them? It could be like, a, like, hey, does this happen to you? Can you relate? Mm -hmm. Or it could be like, a, like, do you like hip hop? <laughs> hip hop part? Like, black R&B or Asian R&B? It could be oh. that. We should ask, I think we should ask people one question. One up. question. I think it would be very interesting to know if people would like, if the people listening would walk up to someone they are interested in. Oh, yes. Because I think a lot of girls, especially, they don't want to walk up to someone they like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they feel like the guy should come up first. For sure. And guys also don't want to do it, but yeah. we know that they, at least yeah. 
it's but i also heard when a girl actually goes up to a guy they're kind of like taken aback by it they're like oh this is cool you know it's the best it's the best thing ever (laughs) i have one friend who said exactly the same thing to me like i fucking hate these dating apps like i'm seeing some people sometimes i sleep with somebody Mm -hmm. but just this process of swiping people sucks and i was like yo it's so superficial you know and i feel like in real life it's totally different because you feel a different vibe and there's there's like no relationship between what people look like on dating apps and what they are like in real life um and the people who there would be a relationship with aren't on the dating apps you know yeah. Because, but but yeah, I was like, look, you live in Berlin. Like I, on the daily, I see ten people who I'm like, they're so hot. I love that. Like this person is so hot. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, trust. It's gonna be scary. It's gonna suck. But go, just go and and talk to those people. Like stop, delete the dating app. Like just go talk to people. And she came. I didn't see her for a month. And a month later, I came back and she was like, Ben, like. My life is completely changed. Like, every, she's Wait, like, is she's that like, the friend I met? Yeah, oh. you met her. Uh, she was like, she was like, I, like every single guy that I've gone up and talked to has like been so into me. Oh. And I was like, yeah, what did you think? <laughs> I was, I was, I was really, really surprised. But, uh, but yeah, there's the same like fear and self consciousness. But, um, but yeah, there's, yeah, there's only only one way to find out. Like, and and also I think. The, the irony is that I think guys are also much happier to talk to somebody like because, yeah, it's just so surprising and so like yeah. like it, it, you we're so used to like having to do this scary thing and talk to people that we have a lot of sympathy anytime somebody comes up to me mm-hmm. I'm like oh for sure I have five minutes for you like we can you know talk about some shit yeah. um, and it's rare that but I feel like so, especially in a club everybody just looks so like they have a resting bitch face, you know? Oh. Even though they're vibing, maybe they're dancing, but it feels yeah. like everyone is just staring at everyone or yeah. like just in their zone. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's scary. Yeah. I feel like laughing like is a, I, I often I feel comfortable talking to people like if I see that they're happy laughing. Yeah. Okay. Stuff that makes a big difference. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but the question is, the question was? Um, do you go up to people if you like them? If you like them. Yeah. Check out Ela's uh social media what how do people find you uh it's just my name Ileyen, so it's y-i-l-e-j-i-n and then and go- hire me as a social media manager content creator you know Yo, Ila <laughs> is an insanely good um designer for social media and also has super ideas and uh and also she's waiting for all of the answers to your your poll here so uh spam her inbox <laughs> with uh, answers about whether you go yeah. and talk to people on the street or if you have any tips you know on oh that's even better yeah how, how to do it exactly yeah. exactly do that um thanks so much for yeah that was nice yeah we can uh, we can show this to our kids in 20 years <laughs> yeah in 20 years for you maybe in 10. bye small talk <laughs>